You're listening to 103.5 FM, The Sun, Community Radio, WLSPLP, Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, and you're in homeroom with Brad Saren. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Brad. How are you? I- I'm cold. Yeah. It's unseasonably cold outside, and I'm sort of cranky about it. We'll work on that in the next few days. <laughs> I know, I know. So I'm I'm just hoping. So just like in a few weeks, we're going to see like, you know, tips of daffodils coming out of the ground, but I just can't wait for that moment because right now, Soon I'm enough. cranky about it. Yes. <laughs> I'm Todd Molesky. I'm the host. We are joined today with, uh, two, joined by two. Amazing State teachers. teachers of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Brilliance in the room. Yes. We have Sandy Kowalczyk and we have Chris Gleason, Welcome. both from Patrick Marsh Middle School. And the reason they're here, well, there could be many reasons they're here, but especially today, uh, March is Middle Level Education Month here in the district. It is. In, in the state. State. Right. In general. Um, and... I, Brad, I'll let you talk about this first because you've got a piece of paper in your hand that you want to do something I with. I do. But, it's an important uh, piece of paper. Yes, and, and, and so I'll let you talk about what that means and um, and uh, the kind of impact of that. Sure, sure. So we've got a lot of people that care about middle-level education in Sun Prairie Area School District, and uh, two of the people are with us today, but one person that's not with us but has been on our show for a variety of different reasons, including summer school and safety and everything, is Shelly Weiss who is uh, connected, really, to the state of Wisconsin and Middle, Middle Level Education Association. And they uh, have, every year, had the state of Wisconsin, Office of the Governor, have a proclamation for Middle Level Education Month, month for, the, uh, for the, the month of March. And so in front of me, I have, I have let's see here, one, two, three, four whereases in this statement. And oh, they um, are, yeah. <laughs> and Tony Evers, governor of the state of Wisconsin, do hereby proclaim March 2019 as Middle Level Education Month throughout the state of Wisconsin and commend uh, uh, and uh, uh, com- command all of our citizens observe this month. So it's great to have you two here to celebrate with us. Yeah. And so I guess let's let's get let you guys talk about what the you know, what this month means and how you guys uh, take this and 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 use it, Sandy. Let's start with you. Uh, um, Thank March you. March being a, you know, this month of, of middle level education. What what's it all about? Well, I'm delighted that this month is set aside for middle level education. But for me, every day is middle level yeah. education. <laughs> every day is about middle level kids and all the energy and enthusiasm they bring into our building. Yeah. But I'm delighted to be here to talk about middle schoolers. And Sandy, you're a reading specialist at Patrick Marsh. That's correct. What does that mean? That that you know, not not everyone might know what that means. How how does that? Uh, how does your day go? And uh, how do you? Uh, work with kids well one of the things I do is try to put the right book into the right uh, kids hands Mm -hmm. Um, it's to motivate kids that aren't um, avid readers and to encourage avid readers to read even more Mm -hmm. so reading is a powerful and accessible way for young people uh, to travel and one of my biggest passions is encouraging kids to set their sights on books on locations around the world and so we just try to get them motivated and excited to read and um, travel the world through reading. Yeah. We have great reading specialists across the district. Sandy is one of those people that can always figure out a way to get a student to that second page mm. of the book. And that's <laughs> just like a, it's just a, a, a great motivator for all the kinds of kids that she has uh, touched throughout her career. 
not always the easiest thing to do, is it? To no. get kids invested in reading and, and willing to come back to it, really. But when they get excited about books, it's not short-term. It's life-changing. Yeah, so. yeah. And Chris uh, is the band instructor, a band instructor. The band? Are, you, are there multiple band instructors there at Patrick are. Marsh? Okay. <laughs> a band instructor at Patrick Marsh. Um and, and, and so we've talked about music on this show before and, and the importance that it has in, in education at the middle school level. How do you, how do you see that? How, do you, how does it get used? Well, we all think back to our middle school years with fondness, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and hormones and yeah. sweatiness. And yeah, <laughs> a, little, a little smell. Um, but it's a unique period in our uh, time in our, uh, in our lives. And... You know, band plays an important role, as you know, all the classes do. I mean, we're trying to find places for kids, and we're trying to to go beyond just the words on the page, to go beyond the notes printed on the the music. It's to teach them through those things um, to help those kids become become young adults, and that's the challenge. That's you know, a great friend of mine once said, you know, what do you teach? And the answer is, we teach kids. Mm-hmm. We don't just teach our discipline we teach kids we get to teach kids we get to teach kids and uh yeah so it's a it's a wonderful opportunity actually to work with students at this age and, and i I, we, I mentioned at the beginning that these are two award-winning educators they are two of a few award-winning mm-hmm. educators in the district brad what what does it mean to have educators at this level in in the sun prairie schools I, you know, I, I've heard both of these educators talk about about the award of being the statewide educator of the year for the state of Wisconsin, and I've heard similar themes from both of them in that in that what they are doing is representing the profession in the effort and the care and the love that hundreds of thousands of teachers across this nation do every day where they go in early, they stay late, they care for kids when sometimes kids are acting in frustrating ways and might not deserve all the care and love. They go they go above and beyond constantly because they just have it in their heart. And so these two people are amazing, but what they do best is represent a profession of, ama- of just people that, that go above and beyond constantly. Yeah. I want to ask both of you, uh, Sandy and Chris, what is middle school like these days <laughs> for someone who hasn't really... <laughs> I mean, I have a daughter in middle school, but uh, a lot of people out there probably don't know what, you know, middle school is like. I'm sure it's a lot different than maybe 10, 20, 30 years ago when some of our listeners were in middle school or maybe had a student in middle school, a child in middle school. What what can you guys say about, uh, I guess, over the course of your career, how, maybe how it's changed and what it looks like now? Well, I've been teaching middle school level for 28 years, mm-hmm. uh, the last 19 years at Patrick Marsh Middle School. And, um, oh, middle school, just so much energy, enthusiasm, idealism, um, eagerness, um, just lack of inhibitions um, mm. <laughs> in a fun way. My, sure. When I was um, teaching earlier in my career, my oldest daughter, um, I was going to be her seventh grade reading teacher, and she was mortified. She's like, oh, Mom, please don't dance in class. Please don't sing. Oh, don't, don't tell jokes and stories. Don't, oh, no. And she was just fretting about it. And I went to school, and I did my thing, and she came home that night, and she goes, Mom, 
they liked it. They thought you were funny. <laughs> and she goes, it's okay. You you can be yourself. <laughs> that's great. You can be and yourself. You're funny, yeah. Mom. And that's good because that's what I do best is mm-hmm. to be myself. And with middle schoolers, you can be yourself because if you're not true and you're not genuine, they see through mm-hmm. that. Yeah, they, yeah. They're old enough to catch up on that. Yeah. Right? yeah pick up <laughs> on that, right? Yeah. Chris, what about for you? Well, you know, I think what people sometimes forget is the variety um, just the diversity in the room. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you have uh, students that look like they're in high school. You have some that still look like they're in elementary school. And that's just the physical appearance, you know, and that's, that's the thing. I mean, there's social, emotional, there's all sorts of things going on with these students. And what's, what's unique about that, though, is trying to look beyond some of those things you see in the outward appearance. So when you look inside that child, you know, I, I always love that quote by Michelangelo where, you know, he saw the David, his greatest artwork within the marble and in the stone. So, you know, that's our challenge as educators is to look within that child and maybe forecast or even see their future and help them to realize that. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, it's a great gift. It's really fun. Yeah. And that the, uh, you know, the district has how many hundreds of middle school students are we, are we talking about in the district now? I you put me in the spot yeah, there. Yeah, sorry. So, but, I mean, so <laughs> quite a few. And, and so you're trying to reach a, a, a vastly different uh, segment of, of students' yes, ages. Yeah. You're talking about you know, size-wise, mm-hmm. age-wise. Needs. Needs and, and in a really rapidly uh, growing part of time of their lives where mm-hmm. things are changing a lot. We've talked about you know, internet safety and things like that on this yes. show, and that's – got to be huge when we're talking about middle school because mm-hmm. that's a time where you know you're learning a lot about a lot in your life i would imagine right oh of course so and one of the things that we see that is really neat is how our our classroom teachers complement some of the other curriculum that happens across the school district so we've got in our libraries our library and media specialists are doing you know digital citizen curriculum to help them understand like how do you engage with each other appropriately on social media and how do you how do you gauge the validity of the sources that that you're looking at on social media and then you've got you've got guidance counselors doing social emotional learning and then you've got uh, you know chris and sandy engaging in in uh, you know PBIS lessons in their classrooms, and so the the way that our middle school teams of people come together, and uh, um, and and just understand those you know, those sixth and seventh graders and eighth graders that just have such a hard time in their lives, it's it's just really remarkable. Yeah, and this is a uh, um, I, I I wonder I guess maybe if if Chris and Sandy you guys can talk about what. Um, how how dif- is it difficult to keep connecting with students? Are they changing? I mean, how how do you keep on that level? How do you stay you know in the connected with a twelve year old, a thirteen year old at that age? Well, one of the things though that I really like to do is co- to connect our students with the community and to connect the community with the students. Mm. And so, I um, I've always been curious by nature, and always wanted to learn, and always sought out people who were passionate about things that they did in their life. And I love nothing more than inviting those people into our schools, into our classrooms, to share their talents with our students. And then it's a win-win both ways because mm-hmm. uh, people that don't have a lot of middle schoolers in their life 
suddenly um, see what a delight it is to work with this age level. There's a woman in the community who um, just recently went back to her homeland of South Africa for uh, seven weeks, and she just returned, and she's very eager to come to, um, I actually have an after-school club called Go Global, and she wants to come in and share um, what what she had been doing in her travels throughout her homeland, which she hadn't visited for a bit. And we have another teacher who had spent uh, two years teaching in Cambodia, and he's going to be, uh, come in next week, and he's mm-hmm. going to share his experiences uh, teaching in um, teaching in schools in Cambodia. And so that that's a lot of fun bringing bringing people in. I connect with a university, and a few University of Wisconsin um, graduate students from Indonesia are going to be coming to our school to give demonstrations in Wayang Kulit, which is a shadow puppetry form of storytelling. And so I'm really really excited about connecting students with our local community and our world community as well. Yeah. Sandy's always great about inviting me over when those special guests come from other countries, <laughs> and then all of a sudden I end up dancing with everybody. Does <laughs> that get a video? The last at time all, I came yeah. over, I was doing like it was it uh, was students from Singapore where a I was little dancing? a little Thai dance. Yeah, I was doing yes. Thai dancing mm-hmm. in a circle, and then it, it was great. But I wasn't really prepared to dance when I went over there, but I ended up doing it. But that's the thing: if you're in the room, everybody's dancing. I was mm-hmm. in yeah. at that point. <laughs> yeah, Chris, what? As you look back at your career as an educator here, um, how how have you uh, how has this the being in the buildings in this district how has it that made you grow as a, as an educator? What how does that you know make you draw up what you do to keep at, at a high level as an educator? You know, education's a really interesting profession um, because just when you think you have it down. You realize you just don't. <laughs> um, the more I learn, the more I realize how I miss the mark a lot. Mm. Um, this is the most difficult job in the world, in my opinion, just because you're dealing with um, you're dealing with this ever changing clientele, right? The students come in with different needs and abilities, and not only that, but then the framework that's underneath you shifts at the same time as well. So it's a really challenging, but that's what makes it exciting in a way too. Um, the, the challenge is there, but it also leads to great reward because you know the beautiful thing is seeing a life changed. It's having that student come back maybe years after you, you've taught them just to come back and say, you know, thank you, you made a difference. And that just energizes any educator. Um, and you know, it's a, it's a difficult thing. So you know, to answer your question, it's every time I go visit a classroom and I watch another teacher, I learn. Every time I have a student in my classroom, they teach me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the goal is to to just keep scratching and clawing and working as hard as we can to benefit those kids. Yeah. You're listening to Homeroom on 103.5 The Sun Community Radio, coming to you from the 103.5 The Sun Studio. It's underwritten by the Bank of Sun Prairie. It's the first time in a while we've been in the studio here. I know. We've been well, on we're location. usually on scene, on location. Uh, it was, the last great. couple times, which have been great, and yeah. we're looking forward to doing it again mm-hmm. uh, around the district. Um Sandy, what so what year were you teacher of the year? Talk a little bit about that. Um, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. You're two thousand eight, two thousand nine, mm-hmm. and what did that look like when you were when you were the the teacher of the year for the state of Wisconsin? Well, it started out with a surprise ceremony <laughs> <laughs> in in the uh, in the gymnasium, and um, I walked in, and um, there were television cameras, school board members, local politicians. 
And at that time, the superintendent of schools, Elizabeth Burmaster, started talking and uh, talking about um, Cole Fellowship Award winners, which is the first step to becoming a um, teacher of the year. And she was talking about how there was a teacher who had won this award, and I'm sitting there thinking, that's me. In a minute, I'm going to have to walk <laughs> walk up there. So I was, I was very, very surprised. Um, but the fun part is they had a lot of my students up there, so I could high-five, and mm-hmm. immediately that put me at ease. Mm-hmm. So, and coincidentally, it was my mother's birthday, oh, cool. my mother's 76th birthday, mm-hmm. and so I was able to publicly thank her because she truly was, um, as my parent, she was the first teacher in my life, and she introduced me to well, the world of books, and uh, we lived in Chicago. There were five siblings, and we'd get on the city bus, and she took us to museums and art, art museums and science museums, and um, she really opened up the world to us. And so it was really, really wonderful that I was able to publicly uh, tell her happy birthday. Yeah. I didn't sing, yeah. but I did. <laughs> and Chris, you had a, I, I was at Crescent, so you had a similar experience. It was, and I remember being at Sandy's, and I remember sitting in the lead, I'm like, Wow, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, and she's always inspired me to, to you know, she, she's always inspired me to keep applying and to, to, to work hard and just do. So it was a surprise with me, too. I had no idea. In fact, I was teaching a student, and I was reluctant to even go because I'm like, come on, I want to work with the student a little longer. <laughs> my student teacher, who was in on it, I was like, no, you got to go. I'm like, no, I'll be fine. Just go. I'll come in like 20 minutes. And he's like, no, you're coming now. So um, it, it's a great honor. But, you know, the, the key is, you know, like Dr. Saren said, there's so many teachers. We, we represent all these great teachers that work in our schools every single day. And the thing is, like, every teacher should feel that. Mm-hmm. They should all have that opportunity because, again, I wouldn't count myself even the best teacher in my hallway on some days. It's just there are so many great teachers working on behalf of these kids that um, everyone deserves to feel like that. Yeah. And I, in fact, speaking of um, the year that I got the plaque for being teacher of the year, the day before that I remember very well because I taught a lesson and I thought, oh, that did not go very well. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I said to myself, oh, you're, you're not a very good teacher. And then in the afternoon I had a second shot at it and I went, oh, well, th- that went okay. <laughs> and then the next morning I was teacher of the year. <laughs> <And so laughs> um, I, I would imagine being a teacher and, and uh working here you, you get opportunities too to to advance yourself you know through outreach in other places too i mean you you guys have both been able to i mean i remember chris you you had you were in dc and you know part of the the national uh teacher of the year ceremony i don't, I don't know exactly how it went sandy i'm, I'm sure you had sim- have had similar opportunities to, to connect with others around the country how does that all play into what you guys are are doing here back in Sun Prairie when you're able to connect uh, more globally that way too. Chris, did you want to talk about your latest uh, global venture? (laughs) Yeah, I was um, recently honored with receiving the uh, NEA Global uh, Fellowship um, Global Fellow Award. And what that means is I'll travel to South Africa this summer and spend like nine to 10 days down there um, in their schools and and working so every month i've been going through modules and working with teachers across the country and recently in washington dc too working on the um, united nations uh, global perspective and and some of their goals and so on 
and bringing that back into my classroom and then teaching that. So one, one thing that we did uh, actually just recently is we reached out to um, the International Community School in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, and talking to their band director and their band students. And so my kids made a video and, and said, this is what band's like in Wisconsin. They're out in the snow, and they're like, it's really cold here. <laughs> And of course, they're like, what do you eat? And what's Ethiopia like and all that? And they just sent the video back. So tomorrow, they're going to see the video from those students. Cool. And I can't wait to see the excitement on their on their faces when, you know, and again, it's like we're making connections across the world. Our world's getting smaller. And the things that we're dealing with in our country are not isolated to our country. It's a global economy. And letting those kids see the relevance and meaningfulness of everything that they're doing, that and empathy and compassion and curiosity I mean, it's just hitting on all these cylinders. So it's, you know, you ask, you know, all those things are coming back to our classroom. And it's because, um, again, we have the ability and, and been encouraged by our school district to go out and reach for those things and continue to expand our knowledge and, our, uh, and what we know to bring it back to our students. And how important it is for you to have those opportunities to collaborate with other teachers um, around the country and around the world as well. Yeah. When Chris was uh, in, uh, so uh, when Chris was the statewide Wisconsin Teacher of the Year, then he was put into the pool of, of the, I guess the the competition for the National Teacher of the Year, and so he met so many interesting people. But the National Teacher of the Year, he was able to bring to Sun Prairie, and so this is an amazing teacher that now is proving that she is amazing not only in the education profession but the profession of politics so just talk a little bit about that that amazing event of having her come to sun prairie yeah yeah we're, we're lucky sandy and i get to work in, in those circles and we still communicate mm -hmm. often and so johanna hayes uh was the teacher of the year from connecticut and she uh she was here almost exactly a year ago and spent time with us talking to our, our students and community. great speaker yeah oh it's fantastic uh but, you know, she, she said, I'm going to be the first uh, African-American uh, female, actually African-American, to be a member of Congress mm. from Connecticut. And she won. And so she she's, won, yes. Yep, she, now, she was just on, I was talking to Sandy about this, Rolling Stone magazine. Mm -hmm. She's on the on cover the front, of that yes, with, oh, all the <laughs> with Nancy Pelosi <laughs> yes. and all these. So, yeah, yeah mover and shaker. Yep. Yeah, so Absolutely. just very cool. And she was here a year ago yeah. 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 with Chris. Right. And how powerful that is for our students yeah. to right. see history in the making. Right. We should and, get her back here. And to be connected to that and to <laughs> be able to look back on that years down the road and feel feel a part of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Brad, the, uh, just, I, I know we touched on what it means having this kind of educator in, in the district. Um, how do you guys keep it, get and retain uh, educators of this, this level in the district? Because I know there's a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, Retention of teachers is something right now, especially in Dane County, that's getting you know increasingly competitive because there's a teacher shortage across the state and across the nation, and really superintendents across this area are trying to go out and try to find people like Chris and Sandy and grab them and attract them too. So we are really conscientious about that. So one of the things, a couple of things that we do is the, the first thing that we do is that when our teachers are in the know and they feel like the school district is being transparent, they know that they're being taken care of. So that's something that we really try hard to do. In fact, this program is a part of that, is being is communicating with our teachers and being transparent as far as how, how our organization is functioning. So the second part is engaging them and seeking out actively input. So like if you went to look at a random committee at Sun Prairie, like our Teaching, Learning, and Equity Committee, we've got a committee 
full of representatives across the entire school district that is really guiding the process of developing curriculum. And then when they really get down to the granular parts of developing the ICANN statements and sequencing those out, we've got subcommittees. And so the, the curriculum in, in Sun Prairie is really written by our teachers from our professional educators compensation committee to our mental health task force. It's all our teachers that are engaged and giving input into how the school district is functioning. Uh, the third area is that we have to have a competitive compensation and benefit program to make certain that that when they are here in Sun Prairie that their that their compensation is competitive and we've been working very hard and very collaboratively with our teachers to in order to do that in fact part of the referendum coming up in April two so to in April 2nd 2019 here is an effort to ensure that we can bring our compensation package up to the market rate of Dane County Mm -hmm. uh, the third area is that we just have to have an organizational culture of, of care for people and take care of them. And so um, from, from making certain that we are acknowledging when someone is having uh, just a, 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 a road bump in their life as far as a tough time, when we are trying to serve people, when they are going through life changes, when uh, we think about customer service in the school district, that all matters. And so uh, we really take a strategic uh, approach to really trying to retain and attract people to, to the school district. Sure. We're uh, getting a little short on time. I want to make sure you have some, some I always time have good to stuff. Have to, to, to clue us in on what's happening around the district. I mean, it's, it's, it's in March now, so we could probably- We call it Farch. We could have spent right the February, whole show. March, it's called Farch. Uh, yeah, <laughs> could have spent the whole show on, on this part of it. But why don't you go Let's ahead go and, humor. And, uh, and let us know what, what's coming up in the district. Okay, so March 5th at 5.50, we've got uh, a Creekside Gymnastics Family Night and Art Show. It's on March 5th. Uh, March 5th also at 7 p.m., we've got the Cardinal Heights Orchestra Concert in the Cardinal Heights Auditorium. And also on uh, March 7th at 7 o'clock, we've got a Cardinal Heights Band Concert. And then at 8 o'clock, we've got the Cardinal Heights Ninth Grade Band and Wind Symphony. March 9th, we've got Family Fun Day at Cardinal Heights. March 11th, we've got a school board meeting workshop on student engagement. It's at the district office, room 100. It'll be great. March 11th, we've got the All-City Choir Concert at the Fieldhouse at the high school. The 12th, we've got an eighth grade. We've got a high school band concert at the Performing Arts Center. Uh, on March 13th at 6.30, we've got a referendum open house. It's at Meadowview Elementary School. We'd love to have people come out if you have questions about the upcoming referendum on March 2nd. I think uh, we're going to have a show April about that, 2nd. too. We'd so love uh, to have you. One of our upcoming shows will be about the referendum. Too, yes, so and we'll then uh, just last thing, boys basketball sectional semifinals versus Racine Horlick. It's at Fort Atkinson High School, and that's on March 7th at 7 p.m. Be there. It's going to be great to watch our kids. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, one last uh, thing. Uh Sandy and Chris, um, if you could just kind of maybe sum up uh, in 30 seconds here, each of you, what what you want people to know about uh, middle school and, and, and how you guys interact with kids. If there's a, a one lasting, one takeaway you want everyone to know, what would you have it be? I just wanted to give a shout out to my husband for supporting his sure. middle level educator wife for um, <laughs> for all these years, and he said to me um, once, you know, Sandy, I think it's good that you hang around with middle school kids every day, all day long, because I bet when you come home, I look pretty darn mature. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's a great story. Yeah. Well, that maybe one of the and I said sometimes the, the lasting, lasting impacts. Yeah. Right. Chris? Um, there's a great quote that says, uh, uh, "Logic can take you from A to B, 
but creativity can take you anywhere. And I think the creativity inside our kids is, is amazing. And that's the goal with middle schools to help them find who they are, get that creativity rolling and get them ready for the future. Well, thank you both very much for, for being here. Sandy Kowalczyk, Chris Gleason, uh, a pleasure to have you both and, uh, best of luck with the rest of the school year and, and future school years too. Well, thank you so much. And Brad, we'll, uh, catch you again in a couple weeks. We'll catch you again for, all right. This is Todd Molesky. Thanks for joining us on Homeroom. Homeroom. 103.5 FM, The Sun, Community Radio. Riding low on my chair, she won't know that I'm there If I can hand it in tomorrow